Four billion years ago, life on Earth looked nothing like it does today. In fact, the oceans contained only single-celled microbes. At some point, these single-celled organisms began to work together, forming complex, multi-celled creatures, which suddenly became much larger. The question is, why? Emily Mitchell at the University of Cambridge studied one of the earliest animals believed to exist, and explained to me, Marika Ottman, why she thinks these creatures got so big when they did. Life has existed on Earth for over four billion years, but it's only in the last half a billion years or so that life starts getting large and complicated. And that happens during the Ediacaran time period. So I was particularly interested in what were the advantages of being big. For a long time, people thought it was because they got large in order to try and outcompete each other for food in the water column. Surprisingly, we found that this wasn't the case. They weren't competing with each other. So we t- had to take a, a step back and, and think, well, what else could they gain from being large? And one of the things is that the higher you are in the water column, the faster the currents, which means the further your offspring can spread. And so... Are these Ediacaran organisms plants, or are they animals? These Ediacaran organisms are really quite hard to study because they don't look like anything else in the fossil record. They do look incredibly like plants in that they've got this strange branching pattern, so it's called fractal branching, and you have branches at branches and branches, and this maximises the surface area, and you see this a lot in modern plants. So when you look at the fossils, you're like, hmm, that looks a bit like a plant. But these fossils were actually found in deep-sea rocks, so they couldn't have been photosynthetic. And so we're very sure that they didn't have any light, so they couldn't have been plants. And so the question is, what were they? Because they don't look like any animals that we're aware of. And for a long time, we thought they were a now totally extinct kingdom that was only alive during the Ediacaran. But now, using various different methods uh, from developmental biology, people have managed to say, well, actually, they've got many traits that are very animal-like. So at least some of them will have been the first animals, maybe even all of them. That's incredible. How do you think they reproduce? Is that similar to anything we know today? So we can use our spatial techniques to look at how they reproduced. And what we find is really quite interesting. So some of them had actually two different ways of reproducing. They could reproduce by dispersing their offspring into the water column, but they also reproduced via stolons or runners, so rather like a strawberry plant or a spider plant. They had little clones that came off them. And this is surprisingly common. You see it a lot in plants, but fungi also have this stolon-type reproduction coupled with sexual reproduction. And you also see different types of cnidarians and tenophores, so jellyfish-type organisms, that can reproduce in these two different ways. And how did you determine that these organisms grew big for a reproductive advantage rather than to compete for food? What I did is I looked at the positions of the different species of fossils on the rock and then compared these to what happens in modern communities where they're competing a lot with each other. And what you find is if two different species are competing a lot together, then they tend to die quite often. They end up being quite spaced out. And you can detect this as spatial patterns in these Ediacaran communities. So that was the first step, is looking at, do we have this same kind of highly competitive environment that you find in modern deep-sea systems? And the answer is no, you don't. You actually don't see much competition occurring whatsoever. So what we did is we looked at the height of the different species and how that correlated with the size of their dispersal clusters. So around each parent, you have a cluster of their offspring. And what we found is that the taller you were, the bigger your dispersal cluster. So what this is showing is that the big advantage of being large was that you could disperse your offspring further and that its reproduction 
that's driving large body size, not competition for food. So what can this tell us about the evolution of animals throughout time? So these Ediacan organisms were the first large complex organisms in the fossil record and likely the first animals. So if we want to understand why they suddenly appeared after billions of years of just microbial life, one of the ways we can approach this is by looking at what they had to gain from being big. And so if we can work out what they had to gain from being big, we can try and work out if there are any triggers for this to happen when it did. And so what this study has done is demonstrated that it's all about reproduction and trying to maximise your colonisation potential, and that's what was driving them to get large, as opposed to anything else. So bigger is better. Yeah, (laughs) it is indeed. That was Emily Mitchell from the University of Cambridge. Her study can be found in the journal Nature, Ecology and Evolution.